And now, the greatest sports talk radio show going today. That's right, Blow the Whistle. With your host, Tyler Butterball Buterball. Lonzo Ball, he's one heck of a playmaker. And he's going to set these guys up open. He's going to set up Levine. Now DeRozan, Vooch, he's going to be able to set these guys over. And last year, 37.8% from three-point. That's pretty darn good. And David, Double D Dykstra. Texas will be lucky to be 500. Oklahoma will be lucky to get out of there with no more than three losses. Like, they're, they're going into conferences where they're going to get shellacked. Andrew Pepe Valentin. This is... The biggest scar on the Blackhawks, on hockey, on the NHL, you can possibly think of. This was a conspiracy theory that is true. This is this was a this was a conspiracy to cover up the fact that this monster was allowed to inflict his his will on this young man and use his power as a coach. Hit us up on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at blow T whistle one. That's B L O W T W H I S T L E one. And now here's Tyler, Andrew, and David. And a happy Monday to everybody out there. I am of course, Andrew Valentin. And I'm welcoming you all to Blow the Whistle. That's right. Uh, again, I'm here, myself, the beautiful Mr. Pepe himself, Andrew Valentin. Pepe! <laughs> Pepe! <laughs> and of course, I'm here with... Tyler Buterball. And of course, the ever beautiful and wonderful man himself. Wow! Yeah. I got a beautiful... The Absolutely. Be- the beard's on point today. No yeah. one can see it, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> David Dykstra. There you go. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are here. Blow the Whistle. Uh, guys, if you want to make sure to follow us, of course, check us out on social media at BlowTWhistle1 on Twitter and Instagram. We can follow all of our wonderful stuff for the podcast uh you can find us on all the podcast sites uh spotify odyssey quad pod because they'll never forget about you folks let's remember that <laughs> never forget about never, quad, never, pod, never, never forget quad pod will never forget about you absolutely uh also email us at blow to whistle radio at gmail.com if i got that one correct Correct. yep uh also too welcome to everybody from the under the hood podcast former listeners current listeners uh and new listeners as well uh well ladies and gentlemen we have a wonderful show for you guys today we are going to be obviously kicking off this first hour we got the bears and the giants we got to discuss and how that game went down we got great the game for the Bears as well. We've got to give that report card out. And of course, we're going to be debuting a new game as well here in the first hour, too. And I'm very excited to do it. So, gentlemen, you ready to kick this one off? Let's go. Let's, let's do go. it. Let's do this, folks. Two weeks in a row. Uh, What's wow. going on? <laughs> It is an odd so new year, new bears, <laughs> new year, new yeah, bears, absolutely. more collaboration, <laughs> more collaboration. <laughs> yes, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. The Chicago Bears tore up the New York Giants to pieces and a twenty-nine to three victory yesterday. Uh, the question I'm going to ask everybody out there, and then I'll throw it to you guys: uh, Was this a meaningless show for Chicago, or something fans should be excited for? Obviously, hit us up on our social media at Blow T Whistle One, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, so I'm going to hit you up first, Tyler. What do you think? Do you think that this was just a meaningless? show for the Chicago Bears to win this game? Or do you think that this was something maybe for the fans and ourselves to kind of look forward to? You know, I think it was just because the defense really stood out in this game to me. And I think this just kind of gave the fans a little more better of an idea of what this defense can do. Granted, it wasn't really up against a 
contending team mm. as the New York Giants. But I mean, it was just very exciting to see. Like how, like I was just in awe when seeing that the the Bears managed to score in the end zone in less than twenty seconds, I believe, in the game. Yeah. <laughs> so that was just something interesting to see. So I mean, was it something to be really proud of? Uh, I wouldn't say so, but I mean, it, it, it's a win. It was a great, and it, ma- it made the game a lot more fun. Okay. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it, it it's interesting with this Bears team because I want to say that this is something maybe we could get a little excited for. It certainly was a nice tune-up game, I would say, for the younger players out there, especially that are going to be a part of this franchise going long term. I would have liked to see more of them possibly play more from Khalil Herbert, more of the younger guys that haven't gotten a chance. Because this should have been a game, I felt like, where you give them an opportunity and say, okay, what are these rookies? What are these second-year guys? What did they look like? So I, 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 I'm, I'm standing on the still point that I think this was more of like a meaningless game. But it could have meant more had you played like, I don't know, Tevin Jenkins at left tackle instead of putting yeah. out Jason Peters, which I thought was just pointless because he's not going to probably be here next year. He's not. So, I mean, no. why even let him play? I mean, I, unless you think Tevin Jenkins, you just want to give him a break. One thing that so. I can say that they did with going what you were saying, like letting the young guys play, yeah. was seeing Tonga at the fullback. Yes. That was the highlight of the, of the whole game to me. Absolutely, yeah. What are you talking about? He just dicked all over me. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, Nagy, Matt Nagy's like, well, if I'm not going to be here next year, I might as well bring out Mike Dicka. <laughs> hey, Fridge, get out there. <coughs> oh, man. Um, I, I, listen, this, is, this was a meaningful game that the Bears got themselves hyped up for because, as we all know, it was the Mike Glennon revenge game. <laughs> <laughs> and that giraffe neck got snapped early. Red, red early, rifle. Oh, boy. Early. Red yeah. rifle versus red rifle. Oh, and you saw that coming from a mile. How he did not see yeah. Gibson coming around that corner. Oh, that was brutal. I have no idea, but that was just like. <laughs> that was, you saw it like two seconds beforehand, and you went, uh-oh. <laughs> this this like actually could be good. Getting hit, man. Oh. Yeah, the body moved first, and then the head came after. So <laughs> it was. How that dude doesn't get whiplash every time he's hit, I have no idea. His, Oh, long yeah. neck. Oh, just ridiculous. Oh, I know. <laughs> ridiculous. And then you have him play against like a team like the Texans. Yeah. And then you have Davis Mills and him, the two long necks of the whole freaking NFL. <laughs> it's like giraffe on giraffe crime. Battle the giraffes. They should put them out there and like, uh, so if anybody's got the editing skills like we do here, should put them in the Jurassic Park in the background where those brachiosauruses are. They do move in hurts. The great, the greatest, <laughs> the greatest Photoshop edit I've seen was. It's Mike Glennon, and it has a list of his teams. It's oh. making his neck longer and longer <laughs> oh of all the, all the all money he's gotten. Yeah. yeah. I, think I, like, I think I screenshot it. I'm going to post it on our social media. It's, is, he like, great. is he like Pinocchio? The more teams he plays with, the longer <laughs> his the, neck lo- gets. <laughs> Dude, you should see how long he made his neck. Um, I, I will say this much. Mm. Defense, very, very impressive yesterday. Absolutely. Very impressive. Uh, I will say, was it against elite talent? Absolutely not. Mm. I, I, they have... They have one elite player playing on that team, and he's struggling because he doesn't have an offensive line. Right, and and that's my biggest issue with with the New York Giants is they're sitting there saying how, oh Daniel Jones isn't their quarterback, blah blah. Dude, how do you know? The poor mm. kid hasn't had an offensive line in front of him yeah. since he started as the quarterback there. So how are you going to say that he's not the quarterback of your your franchise when you haven't given him the opportunity to prove it? Two. 
lackluster offensive game. Yeah, they yeah. scored in the red zone. That's nice, but you know what? This is the NFL, man. You need to be scoring in that in that red zone. Yeah, you. That's yeah. part of the game. <laughs> and some of the play calls. Hey, Brandon, I got your back. Really, Wildcat. Really, <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say. Um, other than that, <laughs> a great win. A win's a win's a win. Uh, they've got a great possibility because honestly, I don't know what Minnesota is going to be playing for yeah. next week. So, I, well, Mike Zimmer's probably going to be playing for his job. That's I for think sure. Mike Zimmer's gone. I, we, I feel like he is. We, he we talked gone. about this yeah. on, on uh, the live stream, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, we both feel like that Mike Zimmer and Nagy are probably the two coaches that are gone from the NFC North. Yeah. At this point, Mike Zimmer, I think he's played out. I know he has good friendships with everybody, but he's played out his his chances of being the head coach for he, Minnesota. He, he he pleaded with Dalvin. Dalvin, please, <laughs> just put us on your back. Yeah, for the love of all that's good in the world. Uh, just- well, I mean, you mentioned the defense. I mean, Robert Quinn, obviously, breaking the record for Richard Dent, 18 sacks. Which I didn't realize, 85. Yeah. Eight, that's... Long time. That's something that to be nuts. very proud of. Oh, absolutely. That's a 35-year-old record that yeah. just got... To see the jump that Robert Quinn had from last season to this season. Oh, yeah. Like, massive, huge improvement. Because we were talking about, last year with, like, 25 tackles. That was it. And we were talking about how last season, how we were expecting him to come in and give uh, a lot of relief off of for Khalil Mack, but mm-hmm. then we weren't seeing that at all. And now seeing him step it up this year. Yeah. I think what's been more impressive for me when it comes to Quinn was I, I think that first half, he was getting those because people were keying on Mack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mack goes out with that season-ending foot injury, mm-hmm. and he hasn't dropped off at all. Like, that's no. the more impressive part to me yeah. is because now they can key on Robert Quinn, which... For some reason, I haven't really seen a lot of double teams on Quinn. No, I, no. I, I don't understand. Like, he went up against <laughs> Nate Solder, and I know Solder's like, what, 6'8", like 325, 330. I get it. He's a, he's a massive man. But Robert Quinn was beating him on his first step like every other play. Well, like, not just that, but he's killing him. If you watch Robert Quinn, the angles that he can get his body in to get around yeah. an offensive he's got a line great bend. are ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, he gets low, and it's <laughs> it's insane. He's he's very much he very much reminds me. I'm not saying he is, but he reminds me a lot of Bruce Smith. Because Bruce Smith was one of the only guys I've seen who was able to get that deep underneath guys with his shoulder and bend his back the way he does. Like that that's flexibility that you need at that position that people are like, well, all you have to do is just rip by the guy and be stronger than the No, it's a lot more technical to be a defensive end. That's what people don't understand. And he 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 plays it perfectly. It's this is why people still want him on his on the teams. But that's why he's still effective. Yeah, but overall, yeah, congratulations, Robert Quinn. I mean, we yeah. all have to say that absolutely. Thirty five year old record finally <laughs> smashed. Yeah, well, not smashed, but but broken. And and I, I there's a part of me that just wants him to go balls to the wall against Minnesota and just try, get to 20. Try, yeah. Get, get to, to 20. 20. That yeah. would be 20. I would love to see that. That would be great. I, I honestly, I think, I think it's possible too. I mean, you consider the Vikings. I mean, th- you know, again, you say like, what are they playing for? We don't even know if Kirk cousins may even play in this game. Well, my big question was what happened to Kellen Mond? Cause yeah. I was all set for Kellen Mond to be playing quarterback this yeah. week. And it's, some random dude that I've never heard of. I, I was I, I was a little confused. Who that was. I didn't even realize that 
Cousins was out that game. Yeah. And then I'm looking I'm like, who the heck is? I'm like, that ain't Kirk Cousins. I'm like, no. who is that guy? Yeah. Yeah. It'll it's it's it was an interesting game, but nevertheless, we gotta give it to the Bears. But ladies and gentlemen, school is not out just yet. We still have finals coming up here very soon. And it's our job to give those report cards to the Bears coming up next on Blow the Whistle. Go back. Oh, back to school. Back to school. Check out my report card. When it will begin from the gun. Here they come. The ball is loose. Bears recover inside the 10 and forced out of bounds. It's Bilal Nichols. Kyrus Tonga is into the game. One of the defensive linemen as a fullback. Here they give is taken by Montgomery. And how about this start for the Bears? What does Gordon go here on third and two? They protect him this time. It's deflected. For the Giants, it's Deshaun Gibson. Dalton on fourth and a yard from the gun, looking back to the end zone. It is caught. Mooney, touchdown. Lennon looking at pressure. Football is loose again. That's it. There it is. Robert Quinn getting to Glennon. Courtesy of CBS Sports. Thank you for those highlights, ladies and gentlemen. I am Andrew Valentin, still here with David Dykstra and Tyler Butterball here on Blow the Whistle. Make sure to follow us at Blow T Whistle One on Twitter and Instagram. And of course, any questions, comments, anything like that, you guys can hit us up on the social media or email us at Blow T Whistle One Radio at gmail.com. Did you just look at your shadow? <laughs> Is that what you were looking <laughs> at? He's still there, Peter. He's okay. <laughs> Spring's coming early, Peter. <laughs> I'm just like looking. I'm like, what the hell is that? And I'm Do you like, see a shadow? Is it happening? <laughs> That's that not is for another. I noticed. Month. I noticed he turned and looked at something. I'm like, you looking at the garbage can, maybe? Or is like, no. I was, wait, I was actually <laughs> waiting for him to start doing like shadow puppets. I was looking. I'm like, what the hell is that sticking out? And I'm like, oh, it's like a hair stuck to my chin. <laughs> That was fantastic. Um, oh, wow. Uh, okay. Uh, that was, that was yes. just like I didn't know you guys were looking oh at Oh, my me. God. That was so good. <laughs> wow. Uh, all God. right. Class is in session, folks. Uh, you have your professors here of Andrew, David, and Tyler. We are handing out the grades. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, obviously follow along with us and let us know on social media and on our email and all other sources of us. What do you think the grades were for the Bears? Let's tear through this, boys, shall we? Let's, Let's do, do it. it. Let's do it. Starting off with the offense, and I'll kick it to you, David, first. What are you grading for the offense? C minus. Okay. Uh, they, they, once again, they did what they had to do to win the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wouldn't say that they had to do a whole heck of a lot because of the defense. Yeah. <laughs> so that being said, C minus. <laughs> I mean, there, there were a couple plays that, like, I shook my head. Like, yeah. like the Giants should have picked one off in the end zone. Dalton yeah. stared down that wide receiver the whole time. Mm-hmm. That should have been a pick. It went right through uh, the the defensive back's hands. So, yeah. Uh, there were there were a couple times where I was just like, dude, no. <laughs> okay. No, 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 no. Yeah, all right. Tyler, what do you think, man? I'm going to give him a C just because they did point. They put, they put, yeah. They did put the points up on the board, but nothing, nothing fantastic. I've seen the only thing that I, the only really thing that stood me out was uh, on that fourth and one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think believe like uh, within like fifteen yards was 
Andy Dalton's pass to Darnell Mooney in the back of the end zone. That was impressive. That was a very good That was a very beautiful pass. But, I'll yeah. give Dalton credit where credit's due, yes. Other than that, I mean, nothing really fantastic I've seen. Like, uh, I think one of the plays that you were talking about when Andy Dalton tried to fit it in there in double coverage in the back of the end zone. Yeah, it was When horrible. we saw, mm-hmm. we were looking back, he had... Uh, Montgomery wide open to the like in, yeah. in the left, mm-hmm. and so it was just like exactly like what Brent or David was saying. Brent, we're doing this again. <laughs> exactly what and David was saying. And <laughs> he turned the chip on, ladies yep. and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> but exactly what David was saying was just um, him just Andy Dalton just staring on receivers and just I mean just this offense has never been spectacular. So I mean, see, I give him a C better than I did last week mm-hmm. because they put a decent amount of points up on the board, but that's all I'm going to give them. Okay. I'm going with a C2. Offense was decent. The touchdown in the back of the end zone was great for Andy Dalton. I thought David Montgomery did a good job getting the ball in the end zone himself too. I know, again, that's where he sh- that's what he should be doing, but that's exactly what I mean. Getting those points is exactly what I want to see from the offense, so all, all the work, I'll I give him a C. They did a decent enough job to keep the game, although it wasn't really like they had to do too much work, honestly. This was not a hard game. To, to win, to be quite honest. Not- even when I, even though like how I always say and we always say that they need to run the damn ball yeah. more. <laughs> Montgomery did have twenty two carries, so I mean that I think that was that, No, he did. So I mean they gave him the ball enough. I it was just more of the offensive line just could not. Yeah, but even him. then, even that that with twenty two carries, he's still like Still decent. wasn't clipping like he normally does. No, yeah. he wasn't. He was running with some with some attitude yesterday. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he I was. He was driving them legs, and that looked. <laughs> those, I like seeing that. That's a lot. what you like to see in in what everybody likes to call freaking bear weather, which I absolutely freaking hate. That they yeah. Could, oh, we're getting off the bus running. Shut up, Lovey. <laughs> All right. Uh, so next we've got the defense. Uh, David. A plus 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 <laughs> plus, plus 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 and a plus. Okay. And a plus. Oh, and a plus. No, okay. I, listen. I don't have enough fingers for Four that. takeaways. <laughs> four takeaways. Four fumble recoveries. Mm-hmm. Four inter- or two interceptions. Two fumble recoveries. You had Robert Quinn breaking Richard Dent's sack, single season sack record. Yeah. They put the offense in the position to score points, not the offense putting themselves in the position. So. Mm-hmm. For that, that this was probably, and I will say this: for the last three weeks, this defense has been playing above their pay grade. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely been playing above their pay grade, and that is why I've said the last couple weeks. All right, that's cool. Artie Burns can go bye bye. Vildor can go bye bye. <laughs> yeah, Trevathan can go bye bye because you got Ogletree sitting there who's looked absolutely. I think he's earned himself more time. Spectacular. Oh, Graham Junior's looked. Like he could possibly be another shutdown, and if you've got two corners that can shut down, mm-hmm. ooh, buddy, those are cornerstones <laughs> right there. Tyler. And then, and oh. then, and then you've got Akeem Hicks who will, who will more than likely go bye bye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This well, that's true too. But guess more. who's showing up? Mm-hmm. Our 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 Samo- Samoan. Bulldozer. No, I'm I'm gonna call him my no, he's Samoan, dude. Oh uh, yeah, but he's Samoan. We'll call him a Samoan bulldozer. There you go, Samoan bulldozer. Yeah. I I, like I, I I think I think he's he's gonna be the next Akeem Hicks. Maybe not to the pass rushing extent that Akeem is, but maybe that 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 hole plugger. The Samoan sumo. Yeah, <laughs> Samoan sumo. <laughs> I like, I'm just saying, man. He's a big boy. He is. He's and a, he's very good. He's, he's getting better. Pro- and he's progressing. He is getting which better. I, I like to see. All right, Tyler. What do you think, man, for the defense? 
I'm gonna give them an A. Okay. I'm not quite giving them plus Loser. only because <laughs> they be they different. they allowed Barkley to have over a hundred rushing yards. Which yeah, what do you expect? It's Barkley. But I mean, to get for me to get that plus, what? What are you Saquon, looking at, Saquon? Man, I know, but Come still, on. you know, what? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm a tough grader here. I'm I'm the teacher that no one likes. But, <laughs> but he, grades, uh, he does a grade on a curve. You forget the Gary the do. <laughs> but uh, uh, basically piggybacking exactly what David said. Four takeaways in total. Mm-hmm. Um, everything like I I was impressed with how exactly how everyone played, and I've been liking to see a little bit of more of Eddie Jackson coming off the edge. Like coming up from the backfield yeah. and then coming in, that I mean, I was wanting to see a little bit more of that because play around with uh, Eddie Jackson a little bit. I, I think he's clearly not a safety anymore. I think he's more like a nickel corner at this that's point. What, and he well, says he's willing to he play might that be, position. Yeah. I, I'll be honest with you, and I'll be straight with you. They weren't able to do that this season because they didn't have two solid cornerbacks. Yeah. Right. And, but if you have, but this now is that, where having this Graham, is where you have Graham. Yes. Graham and Johnson together. That's where you can move Eddie you Jackson can do around. Fred, yeah. he, you can do Jackson and he turn into a little bit oh, of, yeah. of a Tyro and Matthew. Especially since Dion Bush would love is starting to show up. See, now, if they can do something with that with him, I'd be all for keeping Eddie Jackson and paying him his money because I think he could be a lot more lethal in that area and doing stuff like that. Where Absolutely. he's playing a multiple yeah. Yeah. positions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not to mention... box and all that. And just to end off about my take on the defense, they allowed negative... In the halftime, negative 12 passing yards yeah. for the Giants. <laughs> that was insane. It's crazy. I think the last, I forgot the exact stat on it, but the last time I believe uh, Giants had that low amount of passing yards mm-hmm. was over like 15, 20 years ago. Yeah, probably, it, it probably when Kerry Collins was it was It was a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Or, or maybe it was Kurt Warner back then playing. Who knows? <laughs> One of the two. Yeah. Uh, I would have to say an A for the defense, too. Again, yeah, say you go on getting 100 yards, you would think maybe you'd be able to hold him off, but he is getting back into form. So yeah, outside of that, that's, yeah. that's hard to beat because he's getting that's... back into that form. Well, and I think this was a huge game for him because of the PTSD, and I've, I hate to bring up PTSD. A little bit of revenge. Well, not just that, but this is where oh, yeah, he blew it. out his knee last year. I right. wasn't exactly. even thinking about that, yeah. 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 So I'm sure getting through this game and going, hey, my knee's good. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. I can feel it again. <laughs> but yeah, this defense, great job. Roquan, Alex Ogletree. I mean, I mean, what can you say for Quinn at this point? That this defense stepped up, so A A for me on that. All right, special teams. Tyler, we'll let you start it off. Uh that's kind of where I'm at. Like, did yeah. they do anything spectacular? No. Yeah. Nothing nothing fantastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only good thing I could say is Cairo Santos went two for two. Yeah. But don't you expect goals. that? I mean, like, no, he, he should. Like, that's, I'm not, that's automatic no, he should. at this point. So, I mean, nothing too cra- Like, nothing yeah. fantastic by the returns. Only yeah. 22 returning yards total or kick return yards. One punt return yard because they only got one punt yeah. <laughs> hit towards them. Um, I, I don't know. I'd give him, just for being decent, Yeah, I'd, I'd give him a, a B. Okay. I, I mean, because I'm, I'm going to give him a C plus. Nothing spectacular. Yeah, nothing, nothing crazy. Nothing C plus. All right. Yeah. Pat O'Donnell had 227 punting yards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was, so, I, I mean, I, that's where I'm at. I'm like at a C plus, B minus <laughs> yeah. range. Did yeah. okay, but they didn't do anything great. Nothing, so. yeah. Nothing 
Fantastic. Sorry, special teams. You just weren't that special today <laughs> or yesterday. All right. And finally, coaching, Tyler. Start off with you, man. Which coaching? <laughs> <laughs> Whichever one you um, want. Sean Desai, I give him an absolute A plus. Okay. For getting <laughs> 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 Sean Desai, you get an A plus. Everybody else? <laughs> <laughs> Summer school. <laughs> Love it. Um, I like it. Uh, I mean, obviously the play calling, I just I I would give it I'd be a little more generous than I did last week. I said F. I I'll give him I'll give him a D only because with the little Matt Nagy just trying to go off on a just for uh, fun okay. with doing the Wildcat, even though it was a poor choice. But um, just like having to try to have some fun with it, I give it a D. Okay, I'm giving it a C minus. I love the the Tonga in the backfield call. That, that was I, great. I just love that. Yeah. That's, it brings a little fun to the. But once again, I got your back, Brandon. Why are we doing <laughs> one? Why are you doing Wildcat two? Why are you having Montgomery throw yeah. in the Wildcat? No, no, sir. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Yeah, I would go with a B just because Desai, I thought, did like an A-plus job, but I thought Nagy did a C, C job. So I think that balances out to give me a solid B for the coaching as a whole, and they won the game. So that's where I'll stick with them. Uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for giving the Chicago Bears that grade. Uh, but obviously, the most outstanding segment in all of talk radio, ladies and gentlemen, Blow Glorious. the Whistle's very own You're Glorious. Killing Me, Smalls, is coming up where we ran and rave about what's been getting us going. So ladies and gentlemen, obviously let us know what had you saying you're killing smalls at blow two whistle one on instagram and twitter and when we do come back we'll be doing it right here on blow the whistle you're killing me smalls that's right ladies and gentlemen it is your killing me smalls here for you ladies and gentlemen it is andrew valentin david dykstra and tyler beautiful here it better be a good one it's the first one of the year yes that's true that's That's very true well i listen folks there was a lot that happened (laughs) over this week so if you people some people made it very very easy (laughs) it was such an easy week trust me uh well obviously if you did have a you're killing me smalls moment obviously tweet us or hit us up on instagram at blow t whistle one all over social media of course i'm Facebook as well, Blowtee Whistle One Two, and of course our email, Blowtee Whistle One Radio at gmail.com. We want to hear from you guys, obviously. And Tyler, I think you're going to start this one off. <laughs> All right, I would love this. He, he called it. He called it the earliest. Yeah, I was going to say. He was Everybody like, else immediately upon this happening. He's like, I got this. It did not take me long to call this. <laughs> he, he was so quick on the trigger. Absolutely. So just so everyone so knows, quick. lately. All my killing smalls, I've been scrounging last minute and been finding it like hours before the show. This one, I found it yesterday. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> did. Didn't take, no, it didn't take me long got, at he's all. He's got a script in front of him, ladies oh, and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> like a scroll and everything. <laughs> so I think it's blatantly obvious of who this is going to go to. And whew, real quick, BMAC, Andrew's not doing it. I called it first. So he's I'm start, gonna, he'll start it off. I was going to start it off. Antonio... Flippin' Brown. Mm-hmm. Flippin'. If anyone didn't notice, <laughs> late in the third quarter, Antonio Brown starts stripping on the sideline, taking he his did, shoulder He pass. did the Dennis Rodman. He Let's did the, yes. <laughs> he did, he did the, no one's compared it to him. No. That is a great really? comparison. A no great one said way that. way to put it. Yeah. Rodman said, if, if I'm going to go out, I'm going out buck naked. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> this man starts stripping out on the sideline. You could see Mike Evans like, come on, man, what are you doing? No, we still got more of the game. We're still in this. <laughs> Down 24 to 10, but they ended up winning the game afterwards. He starts stripping down, and he's 
running. He's he, not even running. He's doing jumping jacks in the field, heading to the locker room. Oh and God. in the middle of a play, I'm surprised they didn't get called. Uh, Quint, I know. Quentin Mayo on uh, Inside the Betting Lines on Sunday was literally saying, like, how did they not get called for 12 men on the field? <laughs> <laughs> That's actually pretty he's, good. He's, he's running in the he's running in back of the end zone doing jumping jacks, waving to the Jets fans. The Jets fans are waving to him. like, And I guess it, uh, by the tunnel, I guess there was a few uh, B- Bucks fans there, and yeah. they're like, where are you going? <laughs> There's still a game to play. I'm going home. And he just he runs. And to add it more to this, one of the greatest parts was the the security thought he was a fan that ran onto the field. Yeah. They're about to go tackle him. And they're like, wait a minute. No, that's a player. Yeah. Wait a minute. That's He's Antonio quitting. Brown. And, and then just even more to add on to this, he got an Uber <laughs> yes. from the stadium. Out there's so many people that uh that pick, took pictures like he's really out here waiting for an Uber. He was not waiting for the team bus. No, nope. awesome. He left and then even the Uber driver had a video. He's like, "You guys are not going to believe this." He's like, "This is going to go viral." <laughs> and he points to the camera. It's Antonio Brown chilling in the back of his Unbelievable. car. Unbelievable. But God, man, this, this is you're done after, <laughs> after this. There is no one else going to pick up after you. Started off with you starting off a whole bunch of drama. Over with Pittsburgh, and then you carried it all over to New England, and then you made a fake vaccination card, and they still kept you on Tampa Bay. And now Bruce Aarons, I he couldn't have said it any better at the press conference about well, when they were asking like, so what happened with Antonio yeah. Brown? He's like, yeah, no, he's done. Like, yeah, he's, he's no not on the team so let's talk. He's like, let's talk about the guys that actually stayed there and won the game. Yeah, that Antonio Brown, you are an absolute clown. Just. But, I mean, good luck finding a team to stay with you this year. And you know what? I saw this, and I'm going to say it. I would not be surprised some moment this year he's going to fight Jake Paul. <laughs> he's going he's to fight Jake Paul. Or even Logan. He's going to fight would, one of the Paul yeah, brothers. I, yeah, I wouldn't put it past him. I yeah. wouldn't be surprised. So, Antonio Brown for being an absolute clown and just making a huge stupid scene because I don't even know what. I, I think he, what he was upset about was that because he, he's been talking about how he was wanting to get more playing time, more yeah. more targets and stuff like that. And I guess the whole time Bruce Aarons was trying to get him to go play on go play, but he wouldn't do it. So Antonio Brown for being an absolute clown. Wow, that rhymed. That was cool. I give you a big old You're killing me, Smalls. Brown's a clown. Brown's a clown. Go. Brown is a clown. All right. I'll, I'll see now okay, now <laughs> let me let me just say this much. Um for anybody who knows, I am a very, very huge mental health advocate. Mm-hmm. The guy needs help. Oh, and I hope, no. and I hope he does. He does, he get does the need help. help. I mean, even Brandon Marshall came out and said that. And and for me, that tweeted that's, at Brandon Marshall yeah. about that. Like, go talk to AB, and because I know he's like he's been a huge advocate for borderline personality disorder. I think this might be the same thing. I really it, do. It, 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 there was another thing that I heard. I another, just want to see him get some help. Yeah, there was another thing that I heard. Brandon's phenomenal now. Brandon's on the right path, oh, yeah. doing great things. There was another thing that I heard with this situation was that a lot of it had to do with bonus money and they weren't purposely playing on him because this is just a rumor that I heard that because he needed eight more catches to get a $333,333. I could see a bonus. Plus if he got, he needed 55 extra receiving yards and he just needed a receiving touchdown to add another of those 333,000. He would have made a million dollars if he hits those incentives. So a lot of there's a rumor saying that 
I mean, from what Bruce Aaron says is that he, I heard that Antonio Brown was not wanting to go in while he was trying to get him to go in. Yeah. But then there's rumors saying that Antonio Brown was trying to go in, but they wouldn't let him play because they didn't want to give him that bonus. But I don't know exactly. Everything but. I, from what I've heard, everything, and I'll do this on the midi, on the just a quick mini rant for Antonio Brown. I hope he does get help because I'm more worried about this guy than anything else. It's yeah. not. It's not about. I'm. It, I'm no longer. You know, upset with him or anything like that. It's I'm scared and worried for him that this is either a disorder that he's not got under control, or this is somehow like early signs of CTE, which is even scarier because I don't want to see a dude lose his life. Yeah, like that is exactly. legit. What no, this is. absolutely. And every, but if this, but let's just play the flip side that if this is him being the biggest diva in NFL history, Antonio Brown, you sorry sucker. <laughs> How could you, man? Seriously, if it's about playing money, dude. You make millions of dollars off endorsements as it is. Now, on top of this, you're going to lose more people that were trusting in you. Yeah. And he has come out and said that it was because of his ankle. It wasn't feeling proper. That's what he says. Yeah. So it's a he said, he said, he said moment now happening there. I hope this is more. The, I'm, this is one of those things where I really hope it's not a disorder or anything like that. But if it is, I hope he gets help. But if this is him with his little ego and his little self-absorbed, passive-aggressive self trying to be Mr. Showman and all that. Then Antonio Brown, you are a moron, an absolute idiot, and you are absolutely 100% worth me saying to you, sir. You're killing me, Smalls. All right. His ankle didn't look that bad when he was doing the jumping jacks. No, he didn't. He looked perfectly fine. Looked pretty good to me. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'll, I'll do mine really quickly, uh, just real fast. So Joe Judge, after the Bears <laughs> press conference, uh, had this to say, folks. This is I, I love this. Uh, this is what Joe Judge had to say. He was asked the question of, should the fans keep believing in the Giants, uh, despite the fact that they're obviously not paying off, was the question that was asked. And he said, in terms of the next step, I can tell you right now, how I know it, we are a whole lot closer to where we are going than where we are further away. I can tell you that right now. I can tell you you've got more players here who are free agents next year who are in my office every day begging, begging, to stay with the Giants. And I also have players from last year who I coached who are also calling and saying that they wanted to be with the Giants still this year. Joe Judge sounds like a delusional man who has taken all kinds of drugs and truly believes we're in a totally different universe. He's microdosing. Who's begging to be with the Giants? And who's calling you? Who You've got one top free agent, Dalvin Tomlinson, who's maybe worth his weight to say that he left for a better contract. Who's calling you to say, I want to come back? Eli? <laughs> I don't think so, bud. I think Eli is pretty good. He puts that stuff on everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who, who's and who's in the locker room right now saying, yeah, I want to stay with the Giants? I guarantee you Saquon might be being like, Saquon. Oh, yeah, I, I can, I can confirm that Saquon is already looking. Yeah. I, he's Unless probably, things get miraculously better in the next... Oh, year? I feel like he's having a conversation with people and they're being like, no, yeah, I'm willing to stay. And then they turn around and they're like, yo, you got to get me out of here, man. Like, this is nuts. This man is delusionally crazy. He thinks we're 12 and 4. He puts that poster all over the place. We're, we're not even we're close to that, man. He, th he thinks like the score is the opposite thing. It's like golf for some reason in his mind. I don't know how he thinks this is happening. So to Joe Judge, I say to you, sir. You're killing me, Smalls. There you go. All right. <laughs> Since you guys have left me so much time. I didn't realize how much, now, how no, long we went into now, this. Now, you know what? That's good. Antonio Brown deserved it. But 
My You're Killing Me Smalls goes out to this quarterback from Georgia. His name's Stetson Bennett, <laughs> who made me look like a complete and utter a-hole by saying that he like was going to be the reason that Georgia lost the game. Guess what, ladies and gentlemen? He was the reason they won the game. Looking like a first-round <laughs> draft pick quarterback going to the Saints, dropping dimes left and right, making Michigan's defense look absolutely inept. So, Stetson Bennett, for making me look like a clown, I give you a big old... You're killing me, Smalls! Uh, just, I was not expecting him to play so damn good. Yeah, that was insane. That was unreal. He, he took money out of my pocket. Thanks so much, Stetson. <laughs> Un- unreal. All right, well, the NFL playoffs are right around the corner, ladies and gentlemen. But is everyone who's playoff eligible worthy of such status? We play the game CTP next on Blow the Whistle. What's that? Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. So good. I love that. Absolutely. <laughs> one, of, one of the greatest rants maybe in sports history. I him, and, him and Herm Edwards. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, you yeah. play to win the, the game. game. And the late Dennis Green, of course. The Bears are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. So great. No, awesome. you, let, you let Brian Urlacher <laughs> <laughs> take over that game. Yeah. Yeah. One of the few times in my life I've actually watched a defensive player dictate a football game in my entire oh, life. Oh, yeah. For sure. That's when you knew Brian Urlacher was something special. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time for us. Andrew Valentin, David Dykes, you're tired of the beautiful here on Below the Whistle. Uh, of course, follow us on our social media at BlowTWhistle1 on Instagram and Twitter. And hit us up on our email at BlowTWhistle1Radio at gmail.com. We are starting this one off, ladies and gentlemen, with a little game that I created. It's CTP. So if it doesn't go well, all your emails and... Blame it on my way. Blame Send it to Andrew. Blame it on me. So... <laughs> This game is That's how we like to do. Throw blame. Yes. <laughs> See, if you were smart, so you'd have good. been like, you should, you should have been like, Brandon suggested this. <laughs> You're right. This is all Brandon's idea. <laughs> Brandon created the game. Uh, no, so I came up with this game. It is called Contenders, Trenders, or Pretenders. So we have 10 teams, five in the AFC, five in the NFC, that I thought are kind of the teams that probably are hanging on to a chance to be in the playoffs. And I thought it'd be good if we just kind of said where they are. Contenders means they're going for a championship potentially. They're they're in that kind of conversation. Trenders means that they're going to probably be a team that's, you know, going to compete maybe a little bit, but they're more likely going to be there in the next year or two. And then pretenders is obviously what it is. Pretenders. They're not really playoff bound. If they do get the t- to the playoffs, they're probably bouncing out in the first round or wild card, wherever they're yeah. getting in. So you guys ready to play this game? Let's Absolutely. go. Absolutely. Let's do this. We'll start off in the AFC. First game, first team up, Baltimore Ravens. And I'll start with you, David. Pretenders. Pretenders. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Lamar Jackson's looked like absolute trash this year, and I don't know if that's because he's playing hurt. Mm. They have no they have no running backs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's led them to be where they're at right now. Uh, you can you can have as good a defense as they do, mm. and they do have a great defense. And and I I uh, let me say this. Let me say trenders instead of pretenders. Because okay. I think next year, everybody back healthy. Mm-hmm. Running backs back healthy. <laughs> they've got a possibility to go to the playoffs next year. Okay, but this year they're pretenders. Okay, all right, Tyler. What do you think? Same thing. I'm. I was saying trenders as well because you can't have your quarterback playing the running back position. Yeah, the, the whole entire season doesn't matter if you've been undefeated in the preseason for God knows how many years. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty in a row, baby. Twenty in a row does not matter. <laughs> 
But no, yeah, right. Like exactly like David said, I'm in the same exact boat mm. right now this year. They're pretenders because uh, with uh, Lamar Jackson, I'm in in at quarterback right now. Yeah, it's Huntley's been doing a great. Job, I was going to say job. Huntley's actually he's been doing a, a fantastic job. Mm. Um, but I mean, he's not going to be able to take him to the playoffs. Yeah, and um. I can already tell that Mark Andrews is his favorite target because he's doing good for me on my fantasy. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, right now, they're pretenders. They're not – with the talent and how close it is right now in the mm. standings for the AFC, they're not going to make playoffs this year. But next year, once, like David said, everyone's healthy, yeah, they, they could be – a top, they could be a top team in the AFC. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm pretenders too. Uh, this Ravens defense is. I, listen, injuries have obviously plagued this team. It's hurt them a lot. They have no cornerbacks at this point. Yeah, they've got no running backs. You haven't really. I won't say they figured out Lamar Jackson, but they figured out Baltimore. Teams are figuring out how to stop Baltimore. Keep him in the pocket. Make him have to force the throw. And if you got all, you have to do is really cover Mark Andrews because otherwise he's got to try and stretch it out to Marquise Brown or Devernier. Rashad Bateman's kind of been on and off too much this year. And quite frankly, the pass rush hasn't even been there, I think, from the defensive line in these last few Always games. Always the only one that's given him any kind of pressure, and the, he's a rookie. Yeah, and that's and that's it. Otherwise, everybody else has kind of been stuffed up at the line. So I, I'm going to say pretenders on the, on the Ravens as well. I think it's unfortunate, but it's how I go. All right, next, Pittsburgh Steelers. Pretenders they, this season, they could be contenders next season. Mm-hmm. Only if Aaron Rodgers shows up, <laughs> and, and that's a that's a yeah. legit thing. That is a, it is, and, and the Steelers are those sneaky teams that you don't hear people talking about when it comes to Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, only because of the little head nod BS thing between him and Tomlin. Right, but I, I could backdoor if Aaron Rodgers doesn't stay in Green Bay. I I would not be shocked to see him come to Pittsburgh and be like, "I'll play for you." All right, and if that happens. Automatic contenders. Okay. Automatic. Tyler. I'm saying pretenders because technically, in my opinion, they shouldn't even be in the t- in the hunt. <laughs> no, you're not wrong. They are, the, they are the worst team that is what's still getting, playoff eligible. Yeah. I will freely well, admit that. What's helping them out is that tie that they had against the Lions and a, t- a game that they should have easily won. Yep. So that's what's getting them right there to be in the talks mm-hmm. and to make it into the playoffs. Um Kind of similar to what David was saying with uh, for next year, if they, I mean, because I think to me, I believe this is Big Ben's last year. I think yeah. he's done. Yeah. Um, I've been back and forth with Aaron Rodgers going over there because mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't be with how well their backers are doing right now. I wouldn't be surprised if he stays in Green Bay one more year. I've I've I don't heard know. fences are tremendously better. Yeah, and it looks like it. Yeah. A lot. It looks a lot better. Like they've they fixed it over there. So I mean. For next year, I'm I'm gonna say pretenders for now, okay? Because I don't know what the quarterback situation is gonna be what, like. You don't want to see Dwayne Haskins, <laughs> Mason Rudolph, man, that's your Mason guy. Mason Rudolph. I swear on all this holy, if they call him, there that'll be Tomlin's first losing season. Probably. I will guarantee yeah, that right yeah, now. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Bet no, I feel like that. Tomlin's got something up his sleeve. He'll do something. But Absolutely. yeah, I got Steelers pretenders. Okay, yeah, I'm in the same boat. I'm going with pretenders. Big Ben's last season, I think he's going to try and go out with a bang. But that team, I think at this point, they're kind of moving on past Big Ben. I, I think it's I think it's about time that we just start saying the Steelers at this point. They used to be contenders. They used to be trenders. Now they've just hit the pretenders point at this time. All right, next, we got Indianapolis Colts. Contenders. If I'm, if I'm an AFC team in that playoff bracket, they are the last team I want to see. Okay. They are the last team I want to see. John, Jonathan Taylor is a stud. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolute stud. Yeah. 
And and he comes out of that group of Saquon, him, you know, and, and Derrick Henry are the three most talented running backs in the game right now. Okay. All right. Tyler? Contenders easily. They've they started off a little slow in the season, in the beginning of the season, but they've just been tearing it up now. And just like what David's put it, Jonathan Taylor is an absolute animal. Mm-hmm. Um in my opinion, I still think that he should win MVP. Yeah. But it looks like it's more favoring Rogers' way. But I mean, yeah. I mean, AFC's gotta watch out for this team. They could be like the Tennessee Titans a couple of years ago. Yeah. yeah. I'm right there with you. I think Colts right now of those teams, I think they're the contenders. I and I and we'll say this. It's not even just Jonathan Taylor that tells me at it. It is Carson Wentz that does a part for it too. I'm just saying, man, he's been consistently consistent with his he's ability. He's a manager. To, yeah. He's done a great job yeah. managing that team, and that's all he has to do. Yep. He throws good passes, and that's all you're asking he's him to do. He's done a lot better than I was expecting him to Absolutely. do. Absolutely. I was Absolutely. To poo-poo. Listen, if you're a fantasy owner, you don't really like him, but if you're <laughs> an Indianapolis Colts fan, all right. Next, we've got these. Oh my God, I almost said it again. Jeez. Yeah. The Los Angeles Chargers. David. I, I'm going to actually take the next two teams and kind of lump them in together Go for because it. they are the same team. Okay. Chargers, Raiders to me are the exact same teams. You never know week to week what you're going to get from them. Yeah. One moment the Chargers can look like the world beaters of all world beaters mm. and, and could go very, very far. And the next meet, then the next week they just. They crap out, yeah, and, and and don't show up. So which which team shows up? Mm-hmm. I mean, they looked good this past week, but who's to say? In the same way with the Raiders, the Raiders are dealing with a lot of inner turmoil, which I think is starting to kind of weigh them down more and more. So I'm gonna say, trenders for Chargers, pretenders for Vegas this year. Okay, all right, Tyler. What about you, man? Um, I think. I think the Chargers can be contenders. Um, when Justin Herbert is on, mm. he's on. Yeah. And he lights up every, like, damn near every defense that they go against. Mm-hmm. But like David said, they're kind of they're kind of on and off. And so you kind of never know. If the Chargers can be on, they're one of the, I think, one of the toughest teams in the AFC to play against right now. Okay. Same thing with the Raiders. But the Raiders have always been like that. Yeah. Like, Derek Carr has always been like, he'll be like, Lighten it up for three games, and then he'll be dog crap for, like, another few, and then it's back yeah. and forth. Um, for me, I'll put Chargers as contenders. I'll put Raiders. Uh, I'll put them as trenders. Okay. I think they can be very good later in, the, like, next year. All right. See, I'm actually with – I'm actually looking at the Chargers and the Raiders as about trenders. I think if the, if the Raiders get the right coach – they're going to be there next year. I think they'll be in the playoff consideration. The Chargers, they just need to revamp that defense. They need everybody to be healthy is yeah. the other big yeah. thing. Like, if everybody's healthy and they do a little bit more with the defense specifically, I think getting another safety, a little bit more at the linebacker spot, they're going to be there as contenders. But right now, they're trending teams at this point in time, as far as I'm concerned. And I, I, I fully expect them to be there at least in the next year or two. All right, in the NFC, we'll kind of condense this down a little bit for the time's sake. I'll just list off the teams, and we'll just kind of give our predictions. So in the NFC, it's the Eagles, the Saints, the 49ers, the Rams, the Cardinals. David, started off, man. Uh, let me just go down it real quick. Yep. Eagles, uh, I'm going to say trenders. I think they're they're a year away. Okay. Uh, Saints are a quarterback away from being legit again, mm-hmm. so I'll call them trenders. Uh, 49ers, I'm calling pretenders. 
Okay. I do not like them. I think they will fold under the pressure. Rams, contenders, uh, they seem to be figuring out everything all of a sudden. Yeah. And Cardinals, pretenders. Really? Oh. I, have, I have not been. They looked decent yesterday, but Dallas did not look good. So Okay. I'm going to say Cardinals get in this year, but collapse in the first round. All right. Tyler, what do you think? Eagles, I'm saying trenders. They're right there. Jalen Hurts has been having probably one of his best seasons uh, ever yeah. this year. So I think just a few like a few little gaps that they need to fix up. Uh, Saints, just like what David said, their trenders just need to figure out that quarterback situation because, I mean, they're doing as good as they are now with a, whatever the heck they've been doing with quarterback. Ian Book. <laughs> Niners. Oh, God. Niners. I say they can be trenders. Okay. I think once we... Uh, once uh, Lance gets uh, adjusted and moved into the quarterback one spot, yeah. I think they could be pretty pretty decent. Rams contenders, Stafford uh, with that offense has been very good, even though they've kind of been a little choppy lately. But mm-hmm. I think, just like David said, they've been getting their stuff together. And then Cardinals, I still say contenders, despite them. Because the, the Cowboys, in my opinion, are a little bit better of a team this year than they've been in the past few years. Oh, yeah. They seem a little <laughs> more far. They seem a lot more legit. Yeah. And, I mean, Kyler Murray's just always been a hell of a quarterback and that whole that whole defense, too, as well. Absolutely. So, I'm going contenders on them. Okay. Uh, real quick for me, I'm saying Eagles are pretenders. Uh, I don't know if they're actually committed to Jalen Hurts, so I think that thing might actually fall apart. So, I, I'm going to say I think the Eagles right now are not going to be a team that's going to be able to do much in the playoffs. As good as they may be looking now, it's just a matter of they don't have that chemistry right now or the connection. The Saints, I'm saying trenders. I agree. They're a quarterback away. I think that team's going to be able to light it up as long as they get the quarterback situation right. 49ers, I'm agreeing with you, David. I think they're pretenders. I don't have a lot of trust in Kyle Shanahan. I think Trey Lance is a good quarterback. He looked good. He looked good for the Niners last last night. So I would say that I, I think that the Niners right now, though, they're pretenders. But maybe if the Trey Lance can get there, maybe they can be trenders. I will say the Rams are definitely contenders. And then the Cardinals, I won't say pretenders. I'll say trenders. I don't think they're there yet, but I think in the next year or two, get a little bit more defense, get another solid weapon for them offensively. I think the Cardinals can be there in in, in like the in the NFC Championship. I think they can be that team. Okay. And that's going to do it for contender, trender, or pretender, ladies and gentlemen. Obviously, let us know what you thought. Again, at Blow T Whistle 1, we want to hear from you guys what you thought about those 10 teams. Who's a contender, who's a trender, and who is a pretender? And, folks, that's going to do it for hour one. It has officially come to a close here, folks. But worry not, ladies and gents, because you have another hour coming up here. We're going to be talking about the insanity that was College New Year's, uh, the number one team in Chicago. And, of course, we've got to talk about those fond memories that we had of later years here on Blow the Whistle. Perfect music to get you ready for college football, folks. It never gets old. Never gets old. I have this now officially in my phone and <laughs> on my iTouch. Yeah, that's I, right. I, I just labeled myself on how old I am. So You still have an iPod Touch? Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. First generation, too, by the way. That's sick. Cracked as hell, though. <laughs> it's been I was going to say, that thing's still in mint. That might be worth some money. I wish. It's, it's <laughs> broken all to hell. So that's... I can only imagine when an iPhone, the, I, the first iPhone... Oh, I know somebody that still has their first generation iPhone. Really? I was digging through my parents. My parents' uh, drawers had uh, old iPhones, like back to iPhone 4s. Oh, really? Yeah. And my dad's like, 
Toy Green used to Apple. How much do you think they'll give me for it? And me used to work in there. I'm like, uh, they'll recycle it for you for free. I was gonna <laughs> say. You're not going to get easy. He thought he was going to get hundreds of dollars. It's like going to GameStop. How much is this thing worth? It's like $30, right? I'll give you three bucks. Oh my God. I hate GameStop. How, much, how much is that NES again? Don't even don't even get me started with GameStop. All right. Uh, <laughs> Andrew Valentin, David Dykstra, and Tyler Beatable here for Blow the Whistle. Again, follow us on social media, ladies and gentlemen, at Whistle one Email us at Whistle one radio at gmail.com. We're coming back here, folks. So we are back for hour two here on Blow the Whistle. And, of course, for this second hour, ladies and gentlemen, we got to talk that college football talk because we love to walk that walk for the New Year's Eve and Day Bowl games. And, of course, we've got the Bulls with the MVP, of course. And we're going to be looking back at 2021's special sports stories. Uh, and so, folks, we are going to kick this one off, of course, college football. And my big question to everybody is, where, where does this rank as far as college football games for New Year's go? Where does it rank for you? Obviously, let us know. Blow T Whistle 1, Instagram and Twitter. David, start us off, man. Where does this one rank? You want me to go, like, game for game? Like, there were two, like, legit maybe two games that weren't games. Yeah. One of them, unfortunately, was Arkansas-Penn State. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I, I'm going to say this right now, after watching that game and knowing that a majority of Arkansas is coming back next year, mm-hmm. the SEC better pay attention. Yeah, they yeah absolutely. Arkansas, they Arkansas could be a threat next year. Mm-hmm. Their, absolutely. their quarterback is legit. Their defense is absolutely legit. So, Arkansas beating Penn State was my man moment. But other than that, <laughs> the games were fantastic. Kentucky, Iowa. Mm-hmm. If you liked a defensive game with a, with a great ending to it, yeah, Kentucky was... was a great game. Will Levis, congratulations on getting a getting a win. Yeah. Oklahoma State, Notre Dame. Hey, Notre Dame. How's it feel to blow a twenty one point lead in the second half? <laughs> oh, baby, Ooh, that, that was had brutal. to hurt. That was, that was a good game, but that hey. was a brutal watch. We'll give that to Grant. I mean, congrats on your boys winning. Oh yeah, they looked good in the second so half the and 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 played. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? Said, Suck it, Tom. <laughs> Notre Dame, and, and I think they looked like the Chicago Bears. Notre Dame did not make any adjustments at no. halftime and mm-hmm. just tried to, and well, we did so well the first half. Yeah, and I think that speaks a little bit to that, in, you know, inexperience of Marcus Freeman. You're getting jutted into that position right off the bat. Absolutely. You know, I'm sure he was prepared for this team. They prepared as well as I think anybody else, but it's your first time ever coaching, and it's in a bowl game against Oklahoma State, who's a pretty good team for the most part. Yeah. I, it's It's... It's not going to be easy. It's going to be a difficult fight. They're not going to go without, you know, trying to put their foot on your neck too. So, um, old Miss Baylor was over the moment Matt Carroll went down with an injury. Yeah, uh, yeah. that that just it, that was brutal. I wouldn't I wouldn't have wanted to watch the game if Matt Carroll wasn't involved in it anyway. So yeah, I stopped, as soon as he went I out, I was like, once Man, he went out. I'm I'm good. Yeah, and then let's talk about probably the best game of the whole day. <laughs> this was the I my opinion the best Rose Bowl in. Years. Decades. Years. Decades. I would yeah. say since uh, USC Penn State. Probably. Yeah. Since USC Penn State, because it was back and forth like that, too, mm-hmm. with USC Penn State. This was... Um, Ohio State, Utah, phenomenal, phenomenal game between these two juggernauts. Yeah. Uh, the turning point for me was when Utah's starting quarterback went out with injury. Yep. Utah just couldn't get anything going after that. But I am going to have to say, uh, give a little kudos to my boy Andrew. He did say that just because the two 
the one and the two guy for Ohio State had opted out did not mean Ohio State wasn't going to have great wide receivers in. I told you. Ooh, yeah. Holy that Smith you. kid. Mm-hmm. 372 yards Jackson received. Smith Najiba, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> he was the number two wide receiver on Ohio State's recruiting class from 2020. Yeah, 2020, which Julius Fleming is actually the number one wide receiver. He is third on the depth chart. That says everything about how good this kid is. And Marvin Harrison Jr., which I don't know if you guys... Yeah, he doesn't know how to run routes or catch a ball. No, not at all. By the way, if everyone's wondering, like, he is 6'3". His dad was only 5'10". I don't know how that happens. The math does not add up. It doesn't add up, but he is good. I mean, I told you, man, this team is loaded with talent. I, I told I, We were talking about this, and I said, if they had not lost that game against Oregon, even, in, even losing the game against Michigan, I think C.J. Stroud wins the Heisman. If they don't lose that game against Oregon, I think he wins the Heisman Trophy because he, put, he put on a performance that absolutely lit up the stage. 575 yards, six touchdowns. He only threw up one pick. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's Heisman that's, numbers. That's insane. I, for, for me, it just from start to finish, that was a great game. Absolutely. I could not stop. Wa- like I could not stop watching. We were game. actually texting back yeah. and forth. <laughs> and if it tells you guys anything, the bulls are playing at the same time. I was watching this over the bulls game. Oh, I, wow. fl- I flipped back to the bulls <laughs> once the game was over, but yeah. This game, oh my god, yeah, no. David was texting me like, "Are you watching this Ohio <laughs> this Rose Bowl game right yeah. now?" I'm like, "Yeah, dude, it's flipping insane. It's a, it's awesome." And can I just say, who is that? I forgot his name. Who is that kid? Bishop? No, 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 not Bishop. Who is that kid? Covey. Oh yeah. All the oh, returner. My God, Bill Belichick's got his eyes on that kid. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's mean, not lying. No, no. you're not wrong at all, dude. <laughs> like there is a ninety percent chance this kid is gonna play for the New England Patriots. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. But oh my God, you know he's watching that. Belichick's watching the Rose Bowl game, going, "Boys, we found our next Welker." <laughs> Julian Edelman two point I was also texting my dad during this game. Like mm-hmm. I have a group chat with me, and my dad, my brothers, and. I'm just like, wow. I'm like, Utah is up by two scores. And then all of a sudden, okay, they're up by one score. I'm like, okay, they're up by two scores again. (laughs) Like, within like five minutes of each other, like those messages were sent. This game was absolutely uh, nuts. And I want to go about with your CJ Stroud take. He is in uh, one hell of a quarterback. He, this is like the numbers that um, my my only Justin Fields put up in his. Yeah. My, in his game. Uh, my only issue with C.J. Stroud, and you and I have talked about it, mm-hmm. the kid does get flustered when yeah. he's under pressure. Oh, yeah. Which happens when you're a redshirt freshman, yeah. first time starting. And considering that, and, and you're right, he when he gets pressured, you can see he starts to make mistakes. He's rolling out of the pocket a little too soon. But he has... He hears footsteps. Yeah, he hears but footsteps. But like you said, he's a redshirt freshman. He'll... he'll Oh, he'll get better. Next I, wa- I want to see the two. progression. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, I with what he can do right now, I can totally see him being well, see, and, win Heisman next year. Well, here's, yeah. the, here's the thing. Coming out of this game, it's obvious to everybody that Ohio State's still going to be number one in Big Ten come next yeah. year. And but, they're only going to get better because these guys are freshmen getting more experience. But I'll, everybody's going to be shocked and think I'm a homer. I think Penn State's number two, and it's not that far off. I agree with that. No, I, I I think Michigan's gonna have a big drop off. Huge. No, they're gonna lose a lot of guys. In Huge drop off. That's part of the problem. And they don't have. They do not have a prime time quarterback. 
Not they, yet. They don't. The kids got to get more. McCarthy's got to get more experience. McCarthy's got to get more. And and guess what? McNamara obviously isn't who, who we thought he was. Yeah. yeah. He's not neither. I don't think either one of those those quarterbacks are are game changers. They're game managers. I I think McCarthy can be, but we haven't seen enough of him to know if he can manage a full season. And because I think he can be like a thirty touchdown kind of quarterback for that team. McNamara is clearly only going to be like a twenty twenty five touchdown guy, but limit your turnovers. McCarthy's a guy that can go over the top, and that's the thing. And that's that's what you need, kind of more if you want to be an elite scoring team in the Big Ten. You need a QB that can go over the top. Just neither of those guys impressed me at all. No, in that game, it was. Because, I mean, what was it? In the third quarter? That's uh, when they pulled the switch. They, they switched yeah. it up. Yeah. That's Neither when I knew that game was over. Yeah, yeah exactly. I knew once Harbaugh pulled McNamara, I knew he was just like, uh, he just gave up on the game. I will say this, too, to go back to Kentucky. I mean, because I want to say this. Uh, somebody put out an Instagram post saying, are they really a basketball school? They listed it since 2018. They're 33-17, and 17, 66% winning percentage. They have two 10-win seasons. They are 4-0 in bowl games. After this win in the Citrus Bowl, uh, they have 13 NFL draft picks since that time in 2018. And two of them, by the way, are first round draft picks between 2000 and 2017. They only had two first round picks. So in that span of time, I don't know. Kentucky's becoming that program where it's like, listen, you don't make it in the big program. They're on the verge. They've you, been a huge surprise to me lately. And oh, yeah. Now I'm all in and they're more than just a basketball school. Absolutely. Absolutely. And congratulations again to all those teams for winning those bowl games. But ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you thought it was 2018 on Saturday after watching the outcome of Friday's college football playoffs, I got news for you. You're in luck. It is 2021. But why all the confusion, you may ask, we're going to be telling you that here next. Next on Blow the Whistle. Christian Gold from the eight. Young throws, has his man, touchdown, Slade Bowman. Back in touch, he's going to throw it. Love to the end zone. Caught, touchdown, Mitchell. And they throw deep to him. Open receiver. Inside the 10, Jacory Brooks. Down to the pylon. Touchdown, Alabama. And it. Back pedal, scrambles, heaves down. Highlights courtesy of ESPN on this bumping beat. I don't know who picked this one. You're welcome. Thank you. That <laughs> this is. Oh, I know David helps. <laughs> 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 all the take all the glory. Wow. That's a wow. true wow. No, 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 folks. David, David. There's no production collaboration from now on ever again. Wow, you're on your own. own. <laughs> yeah, he's sitting over there playing tiddlywinks going, I can't find nothing for this that sounds right. Oh, boy. All right. Andrew Valentin here with David Dykstra and Tyler Butaball, who are feuding over a sound clip. Uh, Cur- courtesy to David Dykstra on the yeah. help of uh, picking up the bed. Too late. Assisted production by David Dykstra. I did. Uh, there was just no hesitation. I was just like, you're welcome. <laughs> That was great. I'm sorry, dude. Uh, we are Blow the Whistle. Of course, follow us on social media at BlowTWhistle1 on Instagram and Twitter. And, of course, BlowTWhistle1Radio at gmail.com. Email us there as well. Uh, yes, if you guys don't know, obviously, uh, it wasn't 2018. It is 2021. But it feels like deja vu because number three Georgia is facing off against number one Alabama for the CFP College Football Playoff National Championship. Freaking Stetson Bennett. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> like, I... You and I have talked about it. Yeah. I know I know Tyler and I. No one, 
No one saw that coming from no, Stetson no, Bennett. I was not, not expecting him to just tear it up. That I thought insane. it was just more going to be a low-scoring game. Good deep, both great defenses. I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now. What the hell did he end there up is with? A, there is a, cor, cor, uh, uh, a head coach down in New Orleans going, I can make him work. No, there's, can, a, there's a coach in New England that's going, I'd bet he'd be a good wide receiver. <laughs> <laughs> no, he'd be a good wide receiver. He'd be a really good returner. I guarantee you, Sean Payton's going. I could make him work, Bennett. Yeah, yeah. I could. I, see, I could totally see him going over there. I mean, I think he'd fit. I think he'd fit okay over there. He did. He did good. What you did good? He did, did he good. Get, you did good. Yeah, Stetson Bennett, three hundred thirteen yards and three touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. never would have expected that. No, no. I thought he was going to be the reason they lost. Yeah, I, he got great protection, and he was able to hit his guys on a dime. Oh, he was throwing two, dimes all yeah, night. Yeah, all two, night. Like, oh, two beautiful bombs. Yeah, one to Cook, and then one to uh, uh, what's I can't think of the receiver. It was just in the highlight reel, but I can't think of his name. Yeah, why, why don't you bring up Dalvin's little brother? While you while you brought up his name, you, you so he led, Cook, folks. Yeah, led the team in receiving with 112 receiving yards and a touchdown. Uh, he had oh my god, he didn't even like have. Nearly as many rushing yards as he did. Only 32 rushing yards, but 112 receiving yards. Leading receiver for the Georgia Bulldogs. But see, Georgia used used those little flat flat, flat passes as a run game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what they were doing. But he was running with authority. Yeah. He, looked, he looked just like his brother. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know if he's got as he's, quick a twitch as Dalvin look, does. He looks, he's very quick. Well, he, yeah, that's the thing is Dalvin's more of a between the tackles runner. He had Whereas a few good is, runs like that, yeah, though. Which, but James is definitely more of a outside sweeps, uh, you know, like a tosses things. Side, yeah, exactly. sideline to sideline. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. That's more of his style. He's he's only like one ninety five, two hundred. So he's more of a speed back. Give him a few years, maybe put a little more meat on him. I think he can be like a between the tackles kind of guy. Probably going to be probably like a third or fourth round pick maybe at this point, but I, he had a good game. He's a lot better of a receiver than his brother Dalvin for sure. He's got he's got plenty of good hands, and obviously it shows when you're when you're catching four <laughs> passes for 112 yards. But he can turn it up. So, mm-hmm. but I'm see that's the other thing though. Like I, we were saying a little bit earlier before, it concerns me when your when your main receiver is your running back because and look, listen, Stetson did a great job throwing the ball to a lot of different guys. But when your running back is your main receiver, that I think is a concern, especially in college when you're taking on a team like Bama where you have guys that are playing multiple positions that are going to come up, stop the run, and the pass, right? You've got defensive ends who play like linebackers who can go out into the flats and cover while you have a safety come down with a corner to play man-on-man. That's three guys already covering on one dude. And they can cover that whole half the field, and that's a problem. So I don't know how that's going to look for Georgia going into this national title. But, I mean, it worked against Michigan because Michigan was predicated against stopping the run and getting to Bennett. But they couldn't get to Bennett, so all of a sudden he could throw the football. And that's where that's where Georgia survived. So, um, I, I mean, I, I, but I'll, I'll ask this question, though, because this, this is where I came up with it. Obviously, Bama beating Cincinnati is big. Obviously, and I didn't think Cincinnati looked all that great in that game. And now you've got Bama and Georgia going into a rematch. So I ask you this, guys. Do you think that this move definitively starts to push the dial towards voting for the expanded playoffs, potentially? 
Or do you think that this is going to be more of a situation? <laughs> we just had a light flash yeah, before. Sorry about that, folks. Oh uh, we God. thought the cops were coming to get us here <laughs> real quick. What was that? That was, that was weird. Uh, but, I, yeah, I asked the question to the fans, and I asked that to you guys, and I'll throw it to you, David. Do you think that this matchup, this rematch in the college football playoff national championship is going to trigger the effect of expanding the playoffs officially? I mean, let, let, let me put it to you this way. We saw how great those New Year's Day Bowl g- games were. Mm. Could you imagine if... Utah, Ohio State, let's say Baylor, yeah, and Oregon State mm-hmm. had all made it into that playoff. How great would that eighteen playoff have been? That would have been amazing. It, it would have been because I legitimately think that they're. Granted, don't get me wrong, Alabama and Georgia have been upper echelon all season long, but I think Alabama's beatable, and Alabama proved that Georgia's beatable. Yeah, on any given Saturday. So you throw in four different other teams that have some of them have really great defenses like like Baylor. Yeah. Uh Utah has a very fast defense. Absolutely. Um and then you bring in elite elite offenses like Ohio State and what was the other one that I brought up? Um I mean, you said Oregon State, but I don't think you're not Oregon, Oregon State. State. Oklahoma State. <laughs> Oklahoma yeah. State. Oklahoma, Excuse yeah. me. My bad. Oklahoma State. Why would I even say the Beavers? I don't know. <laughs> what is wrong with me? What is wrong you with me? You saw the state. You went, oh, state. Okay. I mean, Ohio State, Utah, Oklahoma State, and Baylor. Yeah. So, yeah, Oklahoma State would have been the other one. Right. Oklahoma State probably would have been, in my eyes, the eight seed. Mm-hmm. So they take on Alabama. Right. I think it's a it's a better game than Cincinnati. Yeah. Uh and and Alabama were. Yeah. But yeah, I I think w- the more you get in there, the more it brings in that that March Madness feel. That's exactly how I was going to put it. Ooh. It's a good way to put underdog it. Underdog yeah. could beat the number 1 team in the country. There you go, yeah. You know, Oregon mm-hmm. State could pull off that massive upset that no one saw coming, but Oregon State or Oklahoma State. Jeez, <laughs> I was like, I'm like, same color combo, <laughs> same. It like, throws me off all the time. I always uh, say the same sorry, thing. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, Oklahoma State. I they they were a tough out for anybody this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean they they gave I put them Baylor in my, a lot. I think I put them in my top four. Uh, before going in, I'm pretty sure I, I, like I, how said, they I said if they beat if they beat Baylor in the the Big Twelve championship, that Oklahoma State would have jumped uh, Notre Dame if Alabama had lost. Yeah, yeah. No, so, I I agreed with that, but no, I I I would like if they extended it because I was just in exactly what uh, David mentioned about the March Madness. That's what makes March Madness so exciting because you never know what's going to happen. Absolutely, when you have it down to four teams right now. I I want to say that this was set up for it to be Bama and Georgia to mm-hmm. play in the championship. It well, was kind of it was the, totally set up to be like what, that. That's what the board wanted. Yeah, no, that's that's exactly what it was set up to be. If you have it with eight teams, it could be anyone's game. Yeah, and I think with all these different matchups and with all this talent on all those different teams, it 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 could have I, I it almost could have not even been these two teams. And yeah. then that's when you have have the New Year's Day Bowl right. series. Mm-hmm. You have you know, Bama playing Baylor. All six of those games can happen on New Year's Day. Right. Yeah, right. And that can be your lineup. And, then, and I asked that question, too, because there were 
a lot of people that obviously were talking about the national championship and all that stuff. And then there was like a subgroup that I was seeing talking about, this is why we need to expand the playoffs because this is happening again, where you're getting two SEC teams playing in the national title. It clearly looked like they wanted them on both sides so they could set it up. Oh, absolutely. So that they played for the national title again. Oh, it was set up like that. Absolutely. I, I, told, I don't think they really got... They they did this totally right. No. Like the rankings, I didn't like. I I said it earlier. I didn't yeah. really agree with it because I knew it felt like it was set up for the, these two guys to play. Yeah. In and the I, national championship. Well, uh, unfortunately, let's be real. Alabama beats Georgia. There's no reason that you don't put Alabama number one. No, right. no, yeah, right. Georgia either drops to two or three. That right. puts Michigan at three. No matter three, two or three anyway. And then since he's four, since he never was going to get higher than four. No, no, unfortunately with their strength. I was still, I was still a little iffy about since, since he making that four spot. Granted them being undefeated. I just, uh, I think, I think they showed very well that they could hang. Not necessarily win, but hang. In my opinion, they did really good against Bama. And like how Andrew said earlier, Bama should, should have scored like totally. I, in my opinion, should have rolled Cincinnati over. I thought they were going to just roll over Cincinnati, but the fact that Cincinnati did a really good job kind oh, of holding punched. them back, yeah, like th- that shows Cincinnati's not only just sticking around uh, in that game and having, and you can cap off and say a great season, but they're going to be back in a couple of years because well, they've got some recruits coming in ne- in the next few years. Yeah, I was going to say with with their name being put on being yeah. in the college football playoffs, that's just going to bring a lot of. Uh, noise over to your, I mean, your they've, school. They've already got a guy that's coming in that's six five two ten to be their next quarterback. So, uh, and he's being and he's been compared to Colin Kaepernick. If you don't know anything about Colin Kaepernick in college, folks, he was smoking dudes. So yeah, I'm he was just, an he was he, he was, was a, killing I've seen his everybody. Highlights. He's crazy. Yeah, he was yeah, sick. He was, but he was, I, he was an animal. I will say this: if Michigan had beat Georgia, this becomes a different conversation. I think, and you don't probably have the playoff conversation come up. That's I think if one of those two teams doesn't happen. They probably delay the conversation, but because this happens, I think this accelerates that vote. I, I think it has to happen now. I think they have to make the vote, and I think their next their next job to vote it is probably going to be in the summertime. So, um, real quick, we just I mean I think we got another show before we do the championship. Is that correct? Uh, it's actually happening the night of our next show. All right. Well, then we'll Perfect. save we'll save our picks for yeah, then, we won't ladies do our and gentlemen. Yet. Uh, but the Chicago, Chicago Bulls, ladies and gentlemen, are completely taking the city by storm. Their play and success have maybe been the second most infectious spread in the city this year. Ah! Could they finally make me say the C word? We'll talk that and more here on Blow the Whistle. One point game, final seconds. Bulls look for the win. DeRozan to win it. Goal! DeMar DeRozan delivers! Let's see that again. Beats DeRozan. DeRozan. Humphrey for the win. Got it again! Highlights courtesy of NBC Sports because it's DeMar DeRozan going back to back, folks. That's right. Uh, Andrew Valentin here with David Dykstra and Tyler Butaball here on Blow the Whistle. Follow us on social media at Blow2Whistle1 on Instagram and Twitter. And, of course, email us at Blow2Whistle1Radio at gmail.com. Yeah, that's right, folks. Uh, the Bulls have been running through the season so far despite being having... 
having games like the Pistons and the Raptors being postponed. Chicago's actually won seven games in a row, taking out those postponed games, and have actually claimed the top seed right now in the Eastern Conference. Number one, folks, since... 2012, believe it or not. And DeMar DeRozan actually became the first player in NBA history to hit back-to-back game winners and back-to-back game winners in two different years, if you didn't know that as well. Ah, that's so, actually pretty cool. Yeah, I, yeah. I, saw, yeah, I noticed that. And then the next game's in 2021, and he hits that shot. So I don't think that's ever going to happen again. So my question to Don't ever, say ever. Yeah, yeah, I know. But for us, let's just say ever. Uh, <laughs> but my question to all the fans out there, and then I'm going to toss it to the boys here. Is DeMar the MVP, or should he at least be in the conversation for MVP? Obviously, let us know. Again, blow whistle one on Twitter and Instagram. Tyler. Absolutely. He should most absolutely be considered in the MVP talks. He's just, I believe if you looked at his numbers, he was averaging, he's averaging 28, 29 points in like the past uh, 10 games. Yeah. And he's absolutely killing it. He's carrying this team on his back. And to do something like that, come in clutch in moments, two days in a row. Yeah. <laughs> it can, we was, talk, can we talk about that first one? One-legged. That was that was oh, a, that was that's, a, that's Kobe. That was a deep quarter. That was amazing. One, I was not expecting that. just off of one leg. I, I saw him. I'm like, what are you doing off one leg? And then I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> that was nice. That is that is a total Kobe move, man. That's where he learned that from. Because Kobe did that what like ten different times where he's yeah. got the one legged three point shot like that. Like, dude, a hundred out of ninety nine times out of a hundred, that ball's probably not going in. But when you consider the player that's taking the shot. DeMar DeRozan's going to make that shot happen. The way that he was able to move that ball around, he found an open opportunity to take it. That There's nobody else. And how no. idiotic do people look now? Oh, it's a horrible signing. It was, it was considered the worst free agent signing out of anyone. That's and, and I'll guarantee you, and I'm like, I'll guarantee you this wasn't the front office saying he deserves this money. I'll guarantee you it was Billy Donovan going, listen, I see something. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And if, and you we, know, if we have him in this system... He will flourish. He yeah. is in right where he needed to be because he had that little dark, those dark days with San Antonio. Granted, he wasn't doing bad, but he is was nowhere near what he's doing right now yeah. in this season. And he's already putting up. He's doing insane things. And we're not even halfway, really halfway through the season yet. No, we're only and, at game 35 at this point. Yeah. <laughs> so. And he's doing stuff like this. And it's just Absolutely, say I don't see why he cannot be put in the MVP talks. Well, I, I mean, think he definitely should. Let, be. Let's be yeah. honest. Who's in the MVP MVP talks right now? There's obviously Curry. Steph, Steph Curry, Steph Curry, Giannis. Giannis. I would probably put in there because he's done a great job. I put Jokic back in there too. He's done a great job, Jokic. even with Denver kind of being up and down a lot. He's still in that conversation. I mean, Katie, Katie's. I think he'd be in there too. Katie, yeah, Katie should be in there as well. I'm hesitant. Trey Young is averaging 27 and a half, but yeah. he hasn't really been doing like the fact that the Hawks that are much. kind of like up and down. They're they're too much down than I, up. I, yeah. I hear big things are coming Atlanta's way. <laughs> like I hear, COVID was? No, I hear like no, like moves. Moves. Oh. Like, like they're they're pretty much <laughs> they gonna get to. rid of their entire team except for Trey Young. They shouldn't be where they're at right now after the season they had last year. They had a great season last year. They went deeper than I I, I mean, you've commit, you committed to Nate McMillan, so if it's not working now, then you're going to have to move Holy off of some guys. Crap! At this point. I didn't realize how far Atlanta dropped. My God! <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, I'm they, just they, now they, seeing the they, standings. I mean, outside. Wow. I mean, God. I, I, LeBron's played 
good. Don't get me wrong. But see, but, here's here's the thing. But the thing is, he will always be in the talks because right. it's LeBron. That thing that drives me nuts. Yeah, he's been playing good, but is he, he is he leading his team to an elite level? That's the problem. Yeah, exactly. I think he's just he's just dominating the game. I don't necessarily think he's leading the team. No, no. they're and sitting at nineteen the nineteen. They're sitting at five hundred. <laughs> they they. I'm going to be honest with you and say like to me. Yeah. I haven't I haven't been this excited to watch Bulls basketball. Right? <laughs> exactly. The Bulls like, are I, yeah. I I legit haven't watched a Bulls basketball game in close to five years. I'll be yeah, honest with you. I'll watch highlights. People that would say that. I'll watch highlights, but I won't sit down. And I legit sat down and watched the, the last quarter of that Wizards game the other day, and I was like, Oh, they're down, but yeah. Did you? And that's the great thing about the Bulls this year is like I don't care how they could be down by twenty at half, and I'll be like, name it, no, oh, yeah. no, no. That's why they called DeRozan the fourth quarter king. He, the numbers he puts in the fourth quarter are absolutely insane. He averages that whole team in general points in the fourth quarter, eight and a half yeah. points. Jeez. That whole team in general <laughs> is absolutely insane. That's why you can never count the Bulls out. I've. They've proved it numerous times this season. You can't count them I, out. I will if say down. this much: I have heard uh, uh, rumors that uh, Kobe Kobe White is is still on the trade block. Yes, and I've heard his Cleveland value. Cavaliers might be his destination. Really? <laughs> yeah, to back up Rondo. That's fine. That's okay. I'll take Jared Allen. I feel then. bad. I feel bad only because that's who they Kobe get. Been playing I'll great. guarantee you that's who they get. They, I, dude, you need a rim protector. If you could get Jared Allen on this team, I mean, come on, that's a rim protector. That's a well, seven you know what footer. The thing is, I think right now, I think Arturis is going for win now mentality because I, don't, I think. I think the Bulls are doing better than he expected. Yeah, oh yeah. And so right, I think they're doing moment, better than anyone expected. Oh, exactly. Yeah. No, without a doubt. So <laughs> right now, right now is the time to get in win mode mentality because they oh, yeah. they are right there. Ryan to Dorsey's, be Ryan the Dorsey's best team in the, the East. Yeah. But no, you bring. I, you're right. And honestly, too, when you think about it, like as much as you want to say, like keep Patrick Williams and keep Kobe White, the problem is, is that like I people have mentioned it. You got to think about it. Demar's 32. You know, Vooch is 30, 31, right? Yeah. Somewhere around there. So this isn't as young a team as they are. They're not exactly like 25, 24 on an average, you know, age. They've got a lot of veterans on this squad. So if you're going to make a move to win now, it's time to do it. I mean, and it, you got two guys, you got two, three, four guys that you can go out and pursue. Trade deadline. Trade deadline is... I always forget. Two months away, month away, so give or take. End of February. End end of February, I think it is something like that. Okay, that's what I thought. So they've got some time, but I mean, listen, you've got DeMontis Sabanis who says he wants out of Indiana. I think he should be the top guy. Miles Turner wants wants out. out. Like, everyone wants out of that team. Yeah, everybody wants to get out of Indiana (laughs) at this point, except for our boy Brandon. He wants to get in there. Oh, well, he's already in there, but... Januska playing point guard? (laughs) Januska playing point guard. Hey, Indiana, if you want to give him a shot, I... I've seen him ball. He can, he can do it. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? But uh, there's options out there that they can explore. So I think this Bulls team, I think they need to make that push. Did you guys hear what uh, Kuzma said in response to DeRozan's game-winning three? So oh, Kuzma yeah. hit the three to put them up. <laughs> yeah. Kuzma says, DeRozan said, hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. that. That's that's just a fair, that's a fun thing to say like afterwards. Like, Well, and they're friends. Yeah. Yeah. They're friends. But so. that, I mean, Kuzma's got to give him so pad, but that was a hell of a shot. I was like, oh, crap. But I'm like, damn, that was a good shot. But then afterwards, obviously, we all know what happened. Right. But, uh. <laughs> 
the whole the whole Wizards bench was just like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> well, and that says everything about Demar Derozan, right? That's the kind he's, of player he is. He's the dude that Demarvelous. That big, yeah, he's Demarvelous, baby. He <laughs> hits those big shots. He is the leader of this team. He's the go-to guy. There's as much as I love Zach Levine, he's clearly the man. See, I I agree with you on that. The one thing that everyone keeps saying now, everyone's saying that DeRozan's the Batman. And Levine's the Robin. Yeah, I'm just afraid that I, I agree, but I mean, I, I don't want it to get. I, the, I don't want it to. I hope it wouldn't affect. Does Zach stay being the Robin? Yeah, uh, I don't. Yes. I, that's that's what I'm question. saying. Is how humble Levine, is Zach? Exactly. Like, because this was Levine's team. I'll right. go to the Wizards. <laughs> oh, God <laughs> no. Please I'll go don't. to the Wizards and show you all. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's, Russell Westbrook said too. That's what I'm hoping that doesn't happen. So far, it seems like Levine under Levine understands yeah. that DeRozan's taken over, mm-hmm. and he's just he's just letting him take the lead. Like as long as it doesn't take it doesn't get into his head where he's like, oh, everyone just thinks of me as the the second guy. Yeah, real quick, I think him going to the Olympics helped his mentality with that. Yeah, absolutely, I agree. And, and when you consider that. too that they're calling each other after every game when DeRozan was out, they're friends. So oh, yeah, I think yeah. they respect the relationship is there for that respect. So kudos to the Bulls, ladies and gentlemen. Obviously, we're hoping they keep ride this this wave because they play tonight. Uh, it is beautiful. Or- Absolutely, play tonight in Orlando. I think the Bulls are going to take this one, folks. That's that's just me. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, without doubt. Sorry, Orlando, you still suck. So wow, short and to the point. <laughs> all, all right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the new year may be upon us, but that does not mean we are through with 2021 just yet, folks. We take a trip down memory lane next here on Blow the Whistle. And that'll do it. It's over. The Bucks have done it. The long wait has ended after a half century. The Milwaukee Bucks are NBA champions once again. She's left alone. Mission accomplished. That's it. For the first time in franchise history, the Chicago Sky are WNBA champions. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a second Super Bowl title in franchise history. And Tom Brady doesn't pass the torch quite yet to Mahomes, does he? Even though... Looking at the greatest right there. Highlights courtesy of CBS, ESPN, and other associates as well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just a a little flash down uh, memory lane there for you folks. Obviously, 2021 is now officially over, but it was quite an interesting year for sports for sure. So the question I have for all of you, it's the basic question of it. Folks, what was your favorite moment of 2021 in the sports world? Obviously, let us know at Blow T Whistle One on Instagram and Twitter. I'm Andrew Valentin here with David Dykstra and Tyler Beautyball for Blow the Whistle. So I will start it off with Tyler, I think. Tyler, what were some of your favorite moments from 2021? One of my favorite moments of this season, of this season, this whole year. Um despite i mean just cuz it's it's a historical moment mm. was when tom brady won his 7th super bowl okay to lead everyone yeah. in super bowls granted i'm not the biggest tom brady fan but kudos cuz that is an insane thing to have like uh under your belt yeah this absolutely having more super bowls than any nfl 
franchise, yeah. which is absolutely incredible. To do it with a different team, that was his first year with a different team. Mm-hmm. So doing something like that, that was absolutely incredible. Yeah. Um, that's one. That's one of mine right now. I'm still trying to remember. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> More. I mean, sports I, this year was kind of a blur. It was. Yeah. I mean, just with COVID. Yeah. With with the obviously the virus and everything going around, it certainly made things a little muddled. I mean, I I've got a few moments I can list out. Like my, I'll list my top five. You don't have to do top five or anything, but I've got like the top five that stood out for me for this year. Uh, so for me, uh, one of the top ones was Hideki Matsuyama winning the uh, the the green jacket at the Masters. I thought that was a huge moment. Obviously, first uh, Japanese. Uh, professional golfer to ever win the jacket. It's a huge moment. I thought he, and he played incredible. Yeah. And he won me a lot of money. So I, <laughs> you're welcome, Andrew. You think, <laughs> he, I took him at like 80 to one odds to win the thing. Yeah, so yeah. I, I made, so thank you, Matsuyama. I appreciate that. Uh, another one I would say Giannis putting up 50 in the finals to win the championship was a big one. That was one of mine too. Yeah. That Just, I mean, domination. That, yeah. That was incredible. <laughs> it's been, how long has it been since they won? Obviously, it's been not even a year. Oh but, my uh, god, it's been 1964, 65. Was that when it was? Yeah, that was oh uh, that god. That was that was Lou Alcindor before he was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and uh, yeah. Oscar Robertson. So uh, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a while back. Yeah, it's been forever. Yeah, um, and then one of my other ones was obviously Chicago Sky winning the title. I thought that was huge. Candace Parker yeah. comes home, wins a championship. Uh, that was huge for me. Uh, I also say the NFL, NFL, NIL rules coming into effect for college. I thought that was momentous. Thought that changed everything for the game because now you can see these kids are getting paid, and now I see more ads than ever on my social media because of these dudes. Like everybody's advertising for something, but I think it's great. And then finally, I'll say Atlanta winning the World Series. That was probably my top moment. Seeing the Braves, the the season they had, the way that they were able to come back and win a World Series, I thought it was great. I mean, they took the not the evil empire, because that's the Yankees, but, you know, the, the cheating empire. Let's go with that. Uh, the, he took down Houston, so. I don't disagree. I, yeah, so I, I'd say Atlanta was probably my top moment. David, any moments that stood out for you for 2021? Um, more recently, Tiger and his son and John Daly and was, his son really at PNC cool. Championship was pretty bad apples. Yeah. it's. I can honestly say being a huge golf fan, it's been a while since I've actually sat and watched, watched a, it. Like a final round, unless it's a major, mm-hmm. a final round. From start to finish. Yeah. Um, the U.S. team winning the Ryder Cup. I was going to say. Uh, unbelievably. In dominant. Yeah. Dominant fashion. Wasn't it the youngest team, right? Youngest and most dominant yeah. win ever. Unbelievable. By a U.S. team at the Ryder Cup. Uh, let's see. Um, of course, you know, I have some sentimental ones. Uh, me and the boys at the Dogs games this year was pretty... Bad apples, and you guys yeah. get to see a really good dogs team too. Play. Yeah, yeah, that so, was yeah, that yeah, was incredible. We yeah. had um, experience in fifty wins, right? Something like got that. to do. Yeah, got to do play by play and color with both Tyler and Brandon. Yeah, uh, that was that got was a to lot do fun. a show from the baseball stadium yeah, as well, awesome. which was pretty cool. That was uh, that was when I found out news about the John, us being on the Jonathan Hood podcast. You guys would not <laughs> tell me all day. <laughs> That's right. And I found out <laughs> Brandon, as we're going. And we'd like to welcome in our new <laughs> listeners from you the Under the Hood podcast. Like, what? I was sitting in between them. I'm like, <laughs> like, I'm like, well, guys, this is news to me too. <laughs> I Nobody mean, tells me anything. it's been it's been a really, really, really amazing year. And you know, sports wise is sports wise, and, and I want to take it 
a little bit sentimental and and say 2021 has been a great year in in our professional lives for me and Tyler. Absolutely. Uh, we are working at BetQL, which is an association with the score. We are actually working at the score studios, which mm-hmm. he and I didn't think was going to happen that quick. No, never thought that we were <laughs> but, still, we were still doing class, <laughs> but, but that being said, we're both there now. And I, I'm going to be real with both of you. I expect huge things for blow the whistle this year. And it's going to be a lot of hard work and a lot of effort put forth from everybody, but I know we're up to it. And uh, look out, because this brand is only going to get bigger and better. We're, we're this, moving up. In yeah. 2022. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, this was, I mean, this is a year that, I, I mean, some other, like, obviously big sports things throughout, throughout there. Obviously, Phil Mickelson winning it. You know, that was. Phil winning that Phil was, was a, pretty. That was a heartwarming moment for America, I feel like. Everybody was happy on that one. Uh, Who knew golf would bring all these heartwarming moments <laughs> this right? year? And I will say, even though I know it's a little bit controversial for a lot of people, but the Simone Biles situation coming up in the I Olympics, was, I know yeah. there's a lot of people that still go back and forth on a lot of that stuff. But the fact that, you know, we now talk more about mental health awareness. I'm absolutely proud of that. I think because of that. And again, you can go back and forth on how you feel on it. But I think for the most part, for the bulk of what we're kind of seeing with this situation, with mental health awareness coming into it, especially now when you consider what happened this past week with AB, who knows what's going to happen going forward with that. But obviously (laughs) it's one of those things now that, you know, what, a year or two ago, we, we probably aren't talking about AB and mental health awareness. We're talking about, oh, he's just going crazy and he's just being a diva and stuff, right? Right. Now we're talking about, like, this could be something very serious. Yeah. So No, absolutely. I think it's huge to show that kind of support to Simone Biles for what she did and making that even awareness even bigger, you yeah. know? Um, but there was, I mean, there's been a lot. One, I, mean, um, I couldn't believe, I nearly forgot, Justin Tucker setting the record. The uh, longest field goal, field goal 66 yeah. yarder. That was great. Doinked in, but in a good way. Yeah. Not the Chicago <laughs> Bears way. <laughs> he learned his lesson. That was that um, was that was an amazing and, and being a former field goal kicker. Now, granted, yeah. I never did soccer style. You and I have talked about this. Mm-hmm. We did the straight on kick. Yeah. <laughs> like the old school nineteen seventies as you see them. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So to see someone do it like that and and with such proficiency because it was just the length. Yeah. Like he was straight down the oh, middle. Oh, the accuracy was yeah. there. His accuracy is unbelievable, and he he will go down. But if that 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 ball hit the the uh, the goalpost at any other angle, it probably would have been out. Oh, it had doinked out. out. It had doinked out. Oh, yeah. but yeah. damn! I mean, not no kicker has really gotten ever that close. Yeah. The last one to actually, he broke the record of Matt Prater's sixty-four yarder. Yes. He beat him by two. And yards. that was in Denver. Yeah. So I give, that, I, give, I give that a little bit of an asterisk. Um, yeah. And I'll do this really quick, too, because we just talked about them. The fact that the Bulls are right now in the East, yeah. uh, that is the quintessential, <laughs> I think, for Chicago fans. And personally for us, I could, I could say I'm very happy to have been able to see this turnaround for this year. I was not. Ex- I don't think any of us were expecting them to be this good Mm-mm. at all. So props Dude. to the Bulls, obviously. it was a, It's it's been a great year, obviously, and now we're in 2022, and there's a lot to do. Obviously, blow the whistle on X-Bomb Sports. We're going to have a lot of different things coming at you. We're planning a lot of different opportunities. Uh, watch your socials, people. Watch, watch the social yeah, media, watch folks. Watch your socials. We're going to be coming at you with a lot more. <laughs> well, I wish these blow whistle guys would stop 
Just stop. Never. Yeah. No. We never go away. We're like we're like cockroaches. We survive forever. We're like that bad penny. <laughs> and when you just like, yeah, oh, I just thought I threw this out. Like it's always heads up too. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Well, I mean, any any other moments that came up for you guys for twenty twenty one? I I I would say you know taking once again going a little personal taking this journey with Tyler. Has been really, really <laughs> awesome. Like both of us, kind of being able to, even when we're at school, talk shop, yeah, and uh-huh. just talk about the things that are going on <laughs> in our professional lives, mm-hmm. and being like, well, "What would you do? And what would you do?" Yeah, it's been fun. No, yeah, it's, it's been a, it's been a blast. Absolutely, I've loved a lot about last year. Yeah, can't it, complete better than 2020. That's for sure. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Better than 2020. And shout out to Brandon too, getting Shadow his school. awesome job in Indiana as yeah. the master getting control watch, operator. Getting to watch TV. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lucky. Uh, and of course, I hope everybody out there had a great 2021. I hope everybody is safe and everybody had a great time. Uh, thank you all so much for listening to Blow T Whistle. Uh, obviously, so check us out social media, Blow T Whistle One on Instagram and Twitter at Blow T Whistle One Radio at gmail.com on our uh, email as well. So if you have any questions, comments, things like that, we want to hear from you guys. Uh, we're on all kinds of podcast stuff. So any podcast, landscape, I'm not going to list them all because there's too many. Pretty, pretty much yeah. any platform any we're platform. on. Yeah. You can find us And if you're not, anywhere. we're not on that, we can put it on there. Uh, so thank you all so much for listening. We will see you guys next week. And as always, I'm Andrew Valentin. Tyler Buterbaugh. David Dexter. And we will see you guys on the next one.